just because you lost that and lost the other, what you're going to discover is that God's promise, God's covenant, God's contract is still in place. And when the time comes, you better be careful that you remain in place. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. To what end do you serve God? You know, some tend to serve God until others serve unto. Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. Consider it a privilege to bring you another message from God's Word, a concept for living. Stay tuned. I'll be speaking from the theme, To What End Do You Serve God? And so open your Bibles and then let's look together in Psalm 89. Now, it's one of the long Psalms. It's uh, 52 verses. 52 verses. And, but it's a psalm that speaks to our present situation. Verse 49. Lord, where are thy former loving kindness, which thou swearest unto David in thy truth? Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants. How I do bear in my bosom the reproach of all the mighty people. Wherewith thine enemies have reproached, O Lord, wherewith they have reproached the footsteps of thine anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Now, repeat after me. To what end do you serve God? Now look at somebody and ask that question. To what end do you serve God? Take your seat. Some people serve until. Others serve unto. Believe me, brethren, two different things. Serving until, faithful until, dutiful until. Worshipful until somebody gets on my nerve. <laughs> or when they don't sing my song. Or when no one shakes my hand. Or as long as God keeps answering all of my prayers, my requests, and my longings. I'll serve him until. 
Then there are others who are committed to serve not until, but unto. And the difference between until is that you'll do it up to a point. But unto is that you'll go up to and through. That means no matter what crosses the grain, no matter what oppositions come, no matter whether I get what I ask for or not, I don't worship him until I worship him unto. And my unto goes beyond until. Some people will say, I worship him unto death. The scripture speaks of it. But the blessing about worshiping him unto death is that something's coming after death. I'll give because he asked me to give. But when I give, you know, I'm going to say, I'll give until I start seeing a little change. Well, I mean, I gave that, and, and I haven't seen nothing come back yet. And so since I don't see anything coming back, I'm, <laughs> that ain't working for me. But unto means that I'm going to do it because of who I'm doing it unto. I'm not giving to you. I'm doing it unto him. That's why I like that passage over there in Ephesians chapter 5 as it relates to husbands and wives. And it says that the wife should be subject to her own husband. Watch this. As unto the Lord. Hmm? So fellas, don't clap your hands. It's really not about you. You're just being blessed because she's doing it as unto the Lord. And you're. Well. Well. Let's go deep. One such person is the author of the 89th Psalm. The person who had resolved to serve God, not because things were flowing his way, not because circumstances were favorable, but he determined to work his way through all that he didn't understand so that in the end he could still stand. So let's go into the passage and you'll see that the author is the man by the name of Ethan. In fact, Ethan authored only one psalm. David, many. Sons of Korah, many. But, but, but Ethan, only one psalm. This is the only record that we have of his writing. Ethan. His very name means, very important, his name means perplexity and firmness. 
Ethan means perplexity and firmness. In other words, in the midst of perplexity, he still remains firm. The three points of this message, Ethan's attitude, Ethan's aptitude, and Ethan's altitude. All speaking to the question, to what end do you serve God? Stay tuned. You'll be further blessed. God hasn't cast away his promises to you. That's why somebody ought to thank him right now for his promises. I don't care how facts collide with our faith and things don't look like they're adding up. Watch it that we don't charge God with being unfaithful. Lord, where are thy former loving kindnesses? <laughs> Still there. The very fact that you're able to open your mouth and call his name. That's a blessing. The fact that you got up this morning. You don't have a job to go to, but you got up this morning. That's his loving kindness. The fact that you're able to put on your own clothes and not have somebody to dress you. That's his loving kindness. The fact you can brush your teeth and comb your hair, put your wig on, do whatever you got to do, but you get up and you come on out, somebody ought to stand and say, God, you are still faithful. I may be hurting, but I'm healed. I may be going through, but I'm still going to trust you. It may seem like it's working against me, but I know that all things work together for the good of them that love God, them that are called according to his purpose. And secondly, we want to know his aptitude. His attitude. Now, his aptitude which is his uh, capacity to discern and to learn. Aptitude. Uh, when, when you look at his aptitude, uh, you have to appreciate it from the standpoint uh, that many times we run our mouths and we say things only to live long enough to ask ourselves the question, why did I say that? Or we do things out of haste and out of our own self-opinion. And we look back on and say, wasn't that crazy? How could I ever do that? No, you, not you. I have done it and have had to say, Lord, how did I get so far off being? Look in verse 6 real quick. It says, for who in the heaven can compare unto the Lord? Are you there? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is what? Greatly to be feared. In where? In the assembly of his saints. That's here. That's right here. And to be had in reverence of all them 
that are above him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee? Or to thy faithfulness round about thee. God, thou rulest the raging of the sea. When the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. Talking about God's power. Thou hast broken Rahab in pieces as one that is slain. Thou hast shattered thine enemies with thy strong arm. Oh, come on now. He said, thy heavens are thy. The heavens are thy. The earth also is thy. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast what? Founded them. He goes on to talk about the north and the south. And God, God, I mean, what he's saying is, God, you're bad. God, you're the one. In spite of what? Now, watch this now. He's learning something. He's learning that in spite of my confusion in my own human mind, because of the disturbance in my heart of faith, I still have to admit, God, you all that. You are excellent. There is no God like you. By the way, there's no God like Jehovah. No one to compare with him. I don't care how confused you are. I don't know how you bring your list and put it out and say, this is what he ain't doing. He ain't done this. Come on now, he's still God. And not only is he still God, but look, look now, because this word is so awesome to me that he's not only God, but he's able to control even the elements. God uses what he needs to use because they are all at his disposal. You and I have to understand that when we don't understand God, it doesn't mean that God doesn't understand us. We have to understand. Remember Job? Job said, Lord, I have heard about you with the hearing of the ear. But when he got the experience of coming to himself, he said, now I see. Because a lot of stuff that we hear messes us up. Because we can't figure some things out. But when you get to see for yourself. Oh, God, let me stay here a minute. When people say prayer don't work. How long have you been praying? I've been praying for the, oh, and it hasn't happened yet? No, no. When you have learned the power of prayer, when you see how God can make a way out of no way, when you see that God can open shut doors, when you see that God can shut up some doors, when you see how God can move, you don't have to go through any more questioning of it. You just pause and say, you're God. Well, you can see uh, we're coming to you from our sanctuary, the chapel of the anointing. God is doing great things here. And we are so delighted to know that we are growing and we are seeing God's good hand upon us. Well, I sincerely trust you've been challenged by this message. And next time, we will come to you again with more Concepts for Living. Until then, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. 
we would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.